0: All right, I'm black. Part two of the big guys travel from hardcore Christian to atheist. And right as I say that, Papa's running off at the mouth. But the NFL locker room. Now, again, and I remember saying this and fucked old on SJ's channel. I blocked the shit out of her. I do not like that lady. I remember saying there needs to be a, there needs to be some sort of discernible difference between being a Christian and being an atheist or a Muslim. there there has to be so if all you got for me is well when I die I'm going to go to heaven then fuck it right there, there 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 needs to be a separation line because when I'm sitting in the NFL Football in general, celebrity in general, I'm like, okay, I I don't think that's your wife. I don't think that's your wife, and I don't think you guys have an open relationship. Otherwise, you wouldn't be taking this many steps. You see what I'm saying? But yet, this was the same guy in the prayer circle. And right now, if there's a Christian listening to this, I can hear what you're saying already. Well, Robert, it's a fallen world, blah, 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 blah. Okay, again, talking point, talking point. That There needs to be a fucking difference between your way of life and my way of life. If what you got is the better product, there needs to be a sale. And if all you're going to sit here and tell me again, is this, well, God, 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 Jesus, Jesus, God, fallen world, fallen world, Jesus, God, original sin, God, God, Adam and evil, you're going to go to hell. That's not an argument. And I'm not the least bit convinced at all. And so that, so let's just go ahead and fast forward. Yeah, let's not fast forward. Let's go to, um, not, what is that thing called after honeymoon? Uh, anniversary trip. <laughs> so my ex wife was severely Catholic and she wanted to go to Rome. And I would have followed that woman to the toilet back to those days. I was crazy in love. And I was like, yeah, if that's where you want to go. Let's book this shit. And so we went to Rome. We went there actually 3 times. It's a beautiful place if you if you've never been. And I would always ask her questions, or even before we went to the Vatican, which is one of the places that she wanted to go, and one of the questions I'd always ask is, okay, let me get this straight. Jesus was a Jew. Yes. Okay, 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 okay. The only way to get to heaven is to believe that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. Yes. Okay. Okay. But Jesus was a Jew, right? Yes. Practicing Jews don't believe Jesus was the Son of God. I think he was a pretty cool guy. Just not that guy. So they're all gonna go to hell? Is, is that what you're saying? Well, uh free will, uh free will, John 3:16, eat apple, bad, Noah Ark, Jesus died, good. I'm like, oh fuck me. And so I remember we were in the Vatican and one the Vatican physically is fucking beautiful. If you've never been, don't go. But it's 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 actually magnificent. It is jaw-dropping. You could spend 2 days in there and not see it all. It was physically magnificent, but it was also fucking disgusting. And I remember we're waiting in line to get in and I mean, my wife just had a smile from ear to ear. And there was a couple in front of us who were also Americans. And we noticed there was a group of African villagers. And they all were dressed the same. And they, uh, what is that? Not spray paint, air painted, right? And they all air painted like the popes. I can't remember who the fucking pope was back then. But they all air painted, you know, his face on... They white t-shirts, they have blue. And so we were asking the people around, I was like, what the fuck? And they were telling us, this is very common, that these African villagers are dirt poor, but they will pull every dime they have together to come and pretty much come and kiss the ring of Pope Fuckface the 12th, whatever he was. And by the way, just in case y'all are curious about my opinion, Every single fucking pope is a rape apologist. The Catholic Church should be shut the fuck down. Let me say that one more time. The Catholic Church should be shut the fuck down. It is a corrupt criminal organization. They know exactly who the priests are. They know they should put these fuckers in jail, but they don't. They continue to transfer these fuckers from parish to parish to parish. And you know what? They are filthy rich. And they didn't get that way through thrift. Every time you go to that fucking church and you put a dollar in the basket, guess where it goes to? They have paid millions, probably hundreds of millions in restitution. And it's not because they're playing the stock market appropriately. It's because of you. Every time you put a dime in that bucket... You were helping them pay off a sex crime uh, survivor. I'm going to drink to that. That was a fucking knowledge bomb. You know what time it is. Hold on. Gin and truth and more truth. Let's go. But back to these African villagers. And so while we're sitting there, and I remember when they were telling us, look, this is very common, me and the wife of the other couple, the Americans, we were both like, that's fucking disgusting. The first thing my then wife did we get a little bit disgusted with us for cussing on holy ground. I was like, I don't give a fuck. These people don't have clean water. They barely have food. And they put together everything they had, spent money on jeans and a t-shirt that they definitely couldn't afford, airline tickets, all to come here To go to the fucking Vatican. And and I remember talking to my wife. I was like, don't you find that disgusting? And she was like, well, no. I was like, well, why not? I mean, you can't eat prayers. You can't have blessings for dinner. You can't. Trust me, I've tried it. 39 years, hardcore Christian. Prayers aren't calories. You know what are calories? Fucking food. And, she, and we got almost into a mini argument in front of another couple. How awkward is that? Hashtag very. And it's like, you, you can't tell me that this is okay. But we had to drop that or she wouldn't have sex with me for the rest of the trip. So as we're walking through the Vatican game, I mean, every single fucking painting was obese. There were literally chairs made out of solid gold, priceless paintings. And we're still sitting there with that couple and clearly me and the wife were on the same uh, page because the husband never really spoke up. And it's like, okay, with just one of these paintings, not only could they have sponsored that African uh, group, not only could they have sponsored that trip, they could have sponsored it five times over and built a well and told them to use rubbers and fed them, and given them electricity. You could have changed their life if you just would have sold one fucking painting. But again, they're quite, there's a door you just can't open when it comes to religion. You have to be satisfied well with God said so. And that's not okay. Not for me, it's not. Hence, I'm an atheist. Now, let's keep fast-forwarding here. And I said this in another episode, so I'm not going to get into great detail. But my best friend, Simon, we sat right here. And I'm still in my kitchen because the audio is better. And he's sitting there on my sofa, exactly where that sofa is. Sitting with his damn girlfriend. And he said, asked me the million-dollar question. Like I said before, if this dog does not shut the fuck up, Papa, you kill every episode, dude. Every episode. Hold on. Papa, We'll be in a butthole. But again, he asked me. He didn't listen to a word I said. He asked me, uh, again, name one thing that's good about religion that is unique to religion. And I couldn't answer it. And really long story short, that was literally the last day I spent as a Christian. I've been an atheist ever since. Right? Now, the best part about being an atheist Is, again, when you have an incredibly curious personality like mine, I now no longer have to be satisfied with bullshit-ass answers. Again, there's a difference between an explanation and an excuse. When you give someone like me an excuse, now Papa wants to come in. This motherfucker. Hold on. I'm trying to figure out who runs this house. My boys Papa, if you don't get your fat ass in here. There you go. Drink your water. I know you're going out in five minutes. Where was I? I'm not sure. But you know what helps me get refocused. You know what time it is. Hold on. Gin mm. and truth and focus. Let's go. So the best part about being an atheist is, again, you get to continue to ask questions. And like I was saying, there's a difference between an explanation and an excuse. When you give someone with my personality an excuse, I'm just going to ask you more questions. An explanation ends the conversation. I'm like, oh, I get that now. Fuck face Frank Turek makes a living off of like excuses. Right? If you ever watch his clips, it's just about every single last one of his answers can be boiled down to because he's God. That is quite literally. Again, if you think I'm bullshitting, look up the four diagnosable criteria of battered spouse syndrome. The Christian God of those four criteria, he meets all 27, all 27. And I remember a Frank Turk video where someone asked, well, if I kill someone, it's murder. But if God does it, why isn't it murder? Frank Turk's answer, because he's God. Okay, let me tell you something. 20 years ago, outwardly, I would have said, Frank is right. It is because he is God. I must obey this portion of me. If someone says that to me now, I'm going to say, okay, like I said, son, you need a pack of hot lunch because you're not going anywhere. We're going to hammer this shit out. That's why none of the pastors who thought they can convert me by throwing two verses at me from the Bible, they, they won't talk to me anymore. And I still remember the last, Kenny, who, I mean, personally, I like him, but I still remember my last conversation with Kenny, who was so friendly with me. And I don't know if it's because he was having a bad day or he was tired of my questions, but he was so put out with me. I haven't talked to him since, right? Every single one of his response, like, yeah, fine. Okay, yeah, fine, you're right, you're right. Okay, fine. He was so frustrated with me. But for six months... He gave me bullshit-ass answers. They were wrapped up in a smile. They were wrapped up in, well, God loves you. And I was like, well, I don't give a fuck. I'm an atheist. I just asked you a question. So again, there's in between excuses and explanations. And when you give a curious personality like me an excuse, like I said, cancel your lunch plans, Jack. I'm I'm taking this to the fucking hole, and you're not going to like it. So much, in fact, again, every pastor who's ever tried to convert me has tapped out. Not because I'm being impossible. It's because I'm being honest. And I truly don't think they're used to being honest. I spent 39 years lying to myself. No, I'm not mad at God. No, nothing traumatic happened. But again, I'm a curious personality. When you tell me 2 plus 2 equals 17, it, it just doesn't make sense. And when you simply say well just because i'm like okay you don't have the answer i'm just gonna move on to someone else and as i say that what did i tell you about papa now his monkey ass wants to go back out outside <laughs> i swear to y'all i'm simply the guy that keeps the lights on here i am a slave to my goddamn pets damn he's such an outdoorsman okay let's get this thing lacking. now now that i'm an atheist. And a very active one. Clearly, I'm sitting here. I'm thinking about all this shit that comes with it, and I'm active on Twitter, obviously. And I'm online. I talk to people in my personal life, my professional life. I actually enjoy the conversation. I like the back and forth. But the, one of the annoying things about being an atheist is people have a habit at talking at atheists. We, we talk at each other in general, anyway, but for. My side of the coin, everyone assumes. That's why in the beginning, it's the, oh, everyone already assumes they know why you're an atheist. And I think I can speak for every atheist out there. We are an atheist because the evidence you put forth, it doesn't lead to a fucking proof, Jack. That's why. I'm not angry at God. My dog didn't get run over when I was a fucking child. My grandmother didn't die of cancer, even though I pray. No, I'm an atheist. and And I remember SJ and Craig and all these other people, they've made stupid fucked up ass videos, but no, Richard Dawkins in this case was right. I'm an atheist to the exact same number of gods you are, just plus one. You easily dismiss Ganesh and Odin and Oshun and Ogun. And Brahma, you 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 don't even think about those fuckers. You're not mad at them. You're as mad at Ganesh as I am at Lex Luthor. Don't assume you know what makes us who we are. Because normally, when you assume, you're fucking wrong. We simply don't believe in your God because the evidence doesn't lead to a proof. That's it. That's it. Right? And then you sit there and I remember, and I've talked to the guy because I've had people throw his name in my face before. I was like, well, what about like Steve McCrae? Here's the thing about Steve McRae. I've talked to Steve McRae. I have. I've talked to him online. I've talked to him on the phone. And here's the thing. When you play Steve McRae's game by Steve McCrae's rules, Steve McRae always wins. And yet, according to his formula, I'm an agnostic. If you ask SJ, if you ask Craig Reed, fuckface Titus 3.5, all these people, according to them, and I'm an agnostic. Funny how I don't know the first fucking thing about myself, right? I remember at work, because again, I got this enormous tattoo on my forearm. And there was a lady at work, and she asked, and I told her, hey, oh, it's it's an atheist. She's like, a symbol for atheist." She's like, what, you're an atheist? I'm like, yeah, I'm an atheist. You know what she said? No, you're not. Like, no, really, that that, that's it. that doesn't stand for aqua, man. This, I'm really an atheist. Her response, no, you're not. It's like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll bite. Why, why, why do you think I'm not an atheist? Her response was, well, you're not one of those angry, ugly people. You're not trying to bring America down from the inside. Uh, and she just listed this laundry list of shit that had nothing to do with being an atheist. My response was, the session's over. I mean, if you're just going to sit there and insult the shit out of me, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and I'm, I'm not going to listen to it. Right. And again, it's, it's, and again, I said this about like people like Jeff Durbin, Durbin, right? This is how I know this isn't going to be a fruitful conversation. Now I'm just talking about the annoying parts about being an atheist. When a non atheist doesn't pronounce atheist, atheist, oh, theist. Oh, theist. it's like, what is so fucking hard about simply saying atheism? Right, well, the classical definition, and, think, and the philosophical definition, A is the negation of. Blah, 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 shut the fuck up! You're just being fucking arrogant, and you're doing it. So I, I, I don't even. Other than arrogance, I'm not even really quite sure what is so hard about letting people in the club define the fucking club. And I know, like Steve McCray likes to lean on like Stanford Dictionary. I saw a debate between he and some dude named Snake. And Snake didn't an agree, and Steve pounced on, what you, what, you you disagree with Stanford? You don't agree with Stanford? And if he would have said that to me, I'm like, dude, I'm a fucking Texas Longhorn. Stanford didn't even offer me a scholarship. I don't give a fuck what Stanford says. I really don't. And so it's just like, what is so hard about Lee? And I've been snapshot at all kinds of fucking Merriam-Webster's and whoever the fuck else. Like, and, and that's literally what made me stop doing definitional wars with people. Look, it's like, dude, I can ask Siri. Hold on, my phone just fucking turned off. (laughs) I can ask my phone. I I can do all the, I I can get just as much information as you can. The thing is, I'm part of the club, you're not. So I think the respectful thing is for you to shut the fuck up and let me define what makes me who I am. I'm not doing that to you. So don't do it to me. Right? And it just when we go down these roads, it's like only with uh, theism do we come to this fucking conclusion. You don't hear them say, oh, typical, oh political, oh symmetrical. Right? Asymmetrical just simply means without shape. It doesn't mean you're mad at shape or you hate shape or shape did something bad to you. It's just fucked up. You there's no shape. Right? Apolitical, just you're you're not doing the whole politics thing. You're you're, you're out of the conversation, right? Atypical, you don't hate typical. You're not mad at typical. Typical didn't make your mother die. No, it's just not the normal. That's all. Asexual, right? They don't hate sex. I, I know asexual people who've actually had sex. They just don't need it. I'm the exact opposite. If there was someone here right now, I'd fuck the shit out of them. But apparently I'm alone right now. So I'm just going to sit and do a fucking podcast. But but only when you get to all theism do they make these fucking convoluted, stupid-ass uh, definitions. And again, for the most part, they're not even part of the fucking club. Right? And so that is kind of one of the annoying parts. And again, it's... Again, we we talk for each other. We talk at each other. And I think I speak for a lot of my atheist brothers and sisters. Probably one of the worst ones that you hate fucking hearing is the, oh, but you're so nice. You know what, for that fucking insult, we're getting a little bit of this Hendrix. Hold on. Hmm. Gin and truth. Let's go. And what the fuck were you expecting? (laughs) <laughs> right and then for the people who find out that i've been a hardcore christian almost four decades it's well you know that's because you were a christian i'm like really dude and that's one of my problems especially with like christianity right they always start with god then they just work backwards and that was one of my questions that i always fucking had as i rewind this conversation a little bit it's like okay So when the baby is born and it's healthy, that's God. Yes. Okay. When that baby leaves the birth canal, excuse me, takes three breaths and dies on the spot, that's God too. Yes. Uh, Okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. This, This isn't making any sense. You're just scooping God on top of everything, right? So someone has breast cancer. And they survive it. That's God. Yes! Okay, okay, easy with the enthusiasm there, Sparky. So someone has cancer and they succumb to the cancer. You're telling me that's God too? Yes! Okay, if all you're going to do is just scoop some God on top of every fucking scenario, that doesn't make any sense. I. You. If that's your argument, you can't tell whether your God is the good one or the bad one if curing cancer in this person is a sign of God but killing 50 others is also a sign of God right again these are the things that went through my mind when I was told basically God is the answer to everything right well what about prayer well sometimes he answers your prayers sometimes he says no and sometimes he says maybe big guy okay what's what's uh What's the difference between that and chance? I have just as good of a set of odds. And yes, I actually did have chronic kidney failure. That shit. Uh, it, It was fucking terrible. My kidneys failed and I almost died. Worst pain ever. And so if you would have let me die or if I prayed, if I prayed about it, the odds that you just gave me, maybe yes, maybe no, maybe later, So I would have just as many times, uh, just as good of an odds if I rolled some dice, jerked off six times, pinched my nipples, spun around three times, and yelled jinx out loud. Sometimes that says yes. Sometimes that says no. Sometimes it says maybe later. So these were the questions that always floated around in my fucking head, right? And now that I'm an atheist, I now no longer have to be satisfied with doo-doo ass answers. Like one of the ladies from this morning that I walked away from the conversation, and again, I love these three ladies. I absolutely love them. I absolutely love them. One of them I nickname for is my cousin. That's how much I love these three. But one of them was like, you know, well, Robert, you know, doubt is a part of faith. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And when your doubt isn't satisfied, you walk away from that faith. You would not exercise doubt in that, at that level any other portion of your life. You just wouldn't. If you doubted your financial planner, you'd get up and leave. You would. If your husband was constantly, because she's married, if he was constantly sounding like he was shoveling bullshit, he was constantly coming home smelling like another woman's perfume. If he wouldn't fuck you, but he was always skipping the loo like he had just gotten some ass, but you hadn't gotten laid. You can doubt for only so long. You're going to leave them. Doubt only takes you so far. That faith bullshit only takes you so far. Eventually, that doubt takes over. And that's what it was like for me. I had all this doubt from the moment I was born to the moment I was 39. And every time I asked a question, I got a doo-doo ass answer. I never once got an answer that I said, oh. I got it. So I presented the fucking problem. Now I'm going to give you my motherfucking solution. Christians, if there's a Christian listening to this, my stance still has not changed. If your version of a Jesus makes you a better person, I like your Jesus. I, I, I am not trying to take anything away from you that you aren't ready to give up. Again, I, I can say this because I have lots of Christian friends. I know Christians who are upstanding individuals. I will never debate them on their Jesus. Knock yourself out. But here's the thing to the people who are doubting. Embrace your doubt. Ask your questions. And if you're anything like me, don't be satisfied with an answer that you think is some bullshit. There's nothing wrong with asking questions. And more importantly... There's nothing wrong with continuing to answer questions. And here's the thing. If you ask 5 million questions like I did, and you still like, okay, you know what? I'm going to remain a Christian. Then guess what? Remain a Christian. Go ahead. Again, you won't hear from me. When your God makes you call a gay person a faggot, yeah, I may get a little upset. Otherwise, I don't give a shit. But for, I guess I can say, potential atheists. (laughs) Yeah. If your version of a God, I'm sorry, if you ask questions and you don't get the answers that satisfy you, don't you dare settle for bullshit. No one told me that was within the rule book. So if I can say anything, that's in the rule book. If you hear this and you are sitting there hanging on the fence, It's okay to get off the fence. And if you land on the side of atheism, you'll never guess what. You're going to be just fine. The water's fine over here. (laughs) I live, yes, I have some mental issues. Yes, I live in chronic pain. Blah, blah, blah. None of that has to do with my atheism. And my atheism only speaks to one portion of me. And that is, do you believe in a God? The answer is no. I will still help you if you need a hand. I will, if you need 50 bucks, I'll give you a hundred. Atheism does not speak to your character, not one ounce. So if you were out there and you were thinking you need to go down that road, go down that road. And if you go down that road and you still end up in a Christian stance, stay in your Christian stance. You just make sure at the end of the fucking day, Christians, atheists, Muslims, Hindus, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you make sure you put more into this world than what you took out. Now, the big guy is going to sign the fuck off. Jen and truth. Let's go.